Andre Segovia Show. This is the Andre Segovia Show, and I am your host, Andre Segovia, the honest broker. Thank you for tuning in to this episode on the road. And the thing about California is that driving is perhaps the most unproductive thing you can do in California. You tell I'm gonna get there as soon as I can. All right, where are you going? I'm going to Canoga Park. Okay, great, where are you? I'm in Costa Mesa. All right, I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> it's like, you're in the 405, when are you gonna get up there? Especially around the morning rush, or the afternoon rush, or the noon rush, or the evening rush. It's always rush hour on that thing. So, that's why as, I, as I'm driving out here, I'm like, you know what? Why don't I just fire up the microphone and see how it goes? So, I wanted to impart a few tipperoonies because as I'm driving, I'm like, you know what? I see some for sale signs out here. And it got me to thinking about the episode I need to record. Because I've already given you my five beginner's tips to buying. Like, you're going to get into home buying. You hear the five steps you need to do. What about if you intend to sell? If you never sold before and you intend to sell, what tips can I impart to you then? Well, the good thing is I have some tips for you. Here are my five tips to selling your home. You know, one of the first things you'll probably end up doing is looking up to see if it's even worth selling. So tip number one, do some research. Because you are able to do some research. Because at this point, you probably don't want to talk to a realtor yet. Like, if you bring the realtor to the picture, oh, they're going to haggle me, you know. All I want is to find out what the worth of my, my home is. But if I get them, then they're going to want the listing. They're going to be aware I'm trying to sell. And if I don't sell now, they're going to keep pestering me week after week after month after month until I finally sell with them. Nobody likes being haggled. Well, thanks to the beauty of the internet nowadays, you can get an idea of what your house is worth. Yeah, you probably heard the Zestimate. Uh, some some of us realtors actually do use the Zestimate. I use the Zestimate with a grain of salt. So, because my background is in construction, you can get an idea on Zillow for a Zestimate. What can my house uh, go for? So, at least you have... A number to work with and a number to work with is better than having nothing at all so step number one research the the probable value of your home to find out if it's worth even considering selling so you see the number and you have a pretty good idea now it's like you know what I can make this work with whatever balance I have in my my mortgage and such then by all means you just completed the first step in that all right now, if it makes sense for you, if you want the truest number you can find, that okay, so now that it makes sense, let's find out how much it can truly go for in today's market and what my house is competing against. So tip number two, bring in the realtor. If you're satisfied with the number you saw and you're convinced that you should probably sell, you want to get a realtor involved. Because a professional realtor, such as myself, and one that has construction and background, such as myself, will be able to give you even more direction in steps to take in selling your home. So a CMA, a comparative market analysis, is what we're able to generate. 
and we typically do it free at no cost so there's it, it, there is research involved in being able to do this we are doing this with an uh, attempt to convince you to sell and hopefully you're listing with us hopefully that convinces you the, the agent did their legwork and you know what I like the report that they provided this guy looks professional let's leave let's list with them all right so the realtor will provide you a comparative market analysis and go over it with you and that usually contains uh, recent properties sold current properties in escrow and current properties that are active on the market meaning maybe something that just listed that same day or something very recent that hasn't been entered into escrow yet and all those things weigh into what is the competition so those reports generally contain the condition of those properties and a professional realtor is going to look for the best apples to apples comparison to your house in your neighborhood and once you've scoped this reconnaissance mission, this fact-finding mission to find out what is out there and if your home is uh, is of caliber to compete against those houses, great, then the next steps will be taken. This is where we go to tip number three. Let's say your house, although a great option to sell it, still needs some attention to get it sold. A Realtor with an, with experience in contracting has an idea of a, of how much you can anticipate to put in to a house to get it to the competitive standards that are already on the market. That doesn't mean they're a contractor. A contractor still needs to get involved at some point if your house needs to need some improvements. So tip number three: improve the curb appeal. The curb appeal of a property is very important because if there's houses out there that have brand new kitchens, that have brand new bathrooms, fresh new paint job, whole new flooring of the whatever the modern taste is, and you're still using shaggy carpet from 40 years ago, and your kitchen hasn't been touched since it was built in the mid-50s, we have problems. You're not going to be able to compete with properties today and get that so-called Zestimate. The comparative market analysis coming in will give you a potential value for your home, a more realistic number looking for your home, but that's considering that it's matching up to what's available on the market. And if you have something that old, you just dock thousands of dollars off because your product isn't as quality as the things on the market. Number three, you want to improve the curb appeal. And that may also include improving the landscaping because nobody wants to buy a property that has brown grass in front of it. Yeah, when we had the drought, they called brown the new green. But what some people ended up doing was improving their yard to some drought resistant or water friendly yards. So depending on what kind of yard you got, don't go all out either. Right? Just, uh, just make some improvements. And if you're gonna improve the yard, just focus on the front. You don't have to focus on the back. The back is gonna be whatever the home, the new homeowner intends it to be the front is what attracts the attention and that's what you want to focus on all right number four if you are selling a property that has somebody living in there or even if it's just you the the advice is the same make yourself available because one of the hardest things to do is that you want your property sold but you won't let anybody see it so how's anybody supposed to see your property a lot of pictures can help, but there's something called deception because there's a lot of photoshopping going around in real estate. I even brought up an article about that in one of my news roundups where a lot of these pictures are being touched up and people are getting the wrong idea because they go, they see the pictures and some that are buying without seeing when they get the product, 
It's like, whoa, this is not what was shown in the pictures. Absolutely, because of a lot of photoshopping. So please, be careful with that. Make yourself available. When it comes to occupied properties, it's good when a professional agent is able to curtail a lot of the a lot of the demand and tell them, you know what, these are the days that they're available. Let's say it's just the weekends, and the weekends are when they come. Um, just know, though, your property isn't the only one that's, that's on the competitive market. Um, usually, the, the open houses are a lot busier on the weekend. So I'm not saying you got to make time during the week. I mean, everybody else works too, right? But if there's an opportunity, you never know which buyer only has availability during the week. So if you can make maybe an extra time, uh, even if it's just a quick appointment for somebody just to be able to take a peek, uh, you can give that power to your realtor to be able to uh, make that kind of time that that conforms to you in relation to also the the interested buyer to make something work but also to vet them out to not to not just say that, oh this is probably just not a serious person you can put some strict things in place to uh, like to make sure that real people that want to buy are coming over so they're not wasting your time and that we all know that time is money all right now we move on to tip number five and here's the big one because now this is in relation to how do you pick a buyer uh, the buyer's agent has a lender that the buyer is working with or the buyer already comes with their own lender because with the internet nowadays they make their own decisions supposedly that doesn't mean the seller doesn't have a say in it too you can require that buyer to also be checked by your lender of choice say you know what that's good that you are already pre-approved. Let my lender double check that you are pre-approved. So have your lender talk to my lender and let's make sure that we're on the same page here. By doing this, you're vetting out all those fake like buyers that say they've already been approved by doing so you're able to save much more of your headaches because professional realtor will be doing this um, requiring the buyers to uh, cross qualified as it's called with uh, their own lender to make sure they're weeding out the bad buyers and just getting the serious ones and putting it all together Wow, that's a loud engine. <laughs> and putting it all together for um, for you, um, the seller, to make a much more informed decision about which buyer you like to work with. So those are my five tips to home selling. Yeah, those are the initial ones that I recommend about, uh, like the first three are, are really about what you need to do to get your house up to stuff to be able to sell. And then the other two are basically doing a transaction, but still things that you need to know when you're gonna sell. So let us recap. Tip number one, it's estimate. Look at the value of your house. Number two, get a realtor involved and get a CMA. Number three, improve the curb appeal of your house if need be. Number four, make yourself available for those open houses. And number five, cross qualify those buyers. And believe me, it's gonna save you a lot of headaches, especially as you're weeding people out. I've actually had a cross qualify work in my favor when my buyer had their own lender. And it was a lender I was not excited to work with because we, uh, that lender and I did not get, did not really mesh very well. I had no say in that lender, unfortunately, until the, on the last moment because when the time came to deliver the funds, the dude left my buyer 
hanging. And the seller's a lender who cross-qualified him swooped in to literally save the deal and started a new relationship for me because he's actually a lender now that, that I work with. So those are the kind of relationships I want to establish with professionals. And that's why I encourage you because you never know whether you're a buyer or a seller, a cross-qualification can help you because sometimes um, the your lender might not, might not be giving you the best rate available and, and cross-qualifying you might be able to get access to another um, a better rate and at that point, you're going to want someone competing for your loan. Believe me, any money you could save when you're in a transaction is all the better. So those are it. Okay, everybody, thank you so much for listening to this latest episode of The Andres and Gover Show. I will see you on the next one. Remember, if you have any questions you want answered on the air, I will be doing a, hopefully, a live Q&A pretty soon. So ask me your questions. Put them on Facebook at The Andres Segovia. Same handle for Instagram if you want to DM me there. And on Twitter at underscore Andres Segovia. And, of course, you can check me on my website, www.theandressegovia.com. I look forward to hearing from all of you. So that's it for this episode. I will see you on the next one.